Recording? Yeah. All right, Victor, count us down. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> Is that good enough? Ryan will figure it out. Let Ryan figure it out. Let Ryan figure it out. <laughs> he doesn't even edit it. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, then maybe you right. can start. Okay. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Just Don't Think Podcast. I am Will, and I'm here with Ryan, as always. Yeah, I'm here, as always. And today, due to... I think we got one of the best people to ever join this podcast. It's Victor C. On here for his first podcast experience, right? Probably yeah, one of the biggest first podcast time. appearances of the century, you know? Like, this is pretty huge. This is his first podcast, as you know. Like, he's never been on any previous episode of this podcast. <laughs> so it's pretty huge getting him on here. So, uh, what's up, Victor? Uh, not much. You know, excited to always be in a podcast with two of my closest, most trusted people and friends. So, damn, know, you guys... just lying straight through your teeth right now, right from <laughs> guys, the get go. You guys are like brothers <laughs> to me. I would, I would take a bullet for you. <laughs> okay, enough flattery. Now, we brought Victor C yeah. on. Can I just call you Victor? Are we close enough where I can just call you Victor? We'd have to call you by Victor C. Um, I would prefer Mr. Chow, but you know what? I, I guess Victor will do. How about Doctor? Because I think doctor? that you're basically yeah, a doctor. Chow. You're going to get a yeah. doctor. Yeah, 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 Dr. Yeah. Chow. All right, Dr. Chow. I think that given someone with such grandness and such... Uh, I can't even think of the right adjective because nothing can describe Victor. It, he's just so incredible. And I think that to really live or to really understand a life of someone with such incredible talents and feet uh, who have accomplished such incredible feats as well, I, I think we should live or look a little into perspective on the autobiography or the story, life story of Dr. Chow. So, Dr. Chow, do you want to just kind of take us on your journey of what is your incredible life? Um, sure, like the whole thing from womb to now. Uh, yeah. yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, wow, let's hit okay. Us with it. <laughs> um, sure. So I guess, well, it all started like with all of us inside of our mother's stomachs and our, and, um, then I was and born. You were given birth at Credit Valley, right? Yeah. Credit Valley I did Hospital. Of homework. What homework did you do? But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Credit Valley Hospital, um, born at a healthy I think it was like seven, pounds. 14 pounds, something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Wait, isn't like that like really... <laughs> yeah, I don't, so I don't know. Bro. Point is, I was born healthy. Six days late, that's what I remember. Yo, uh, um, oh, so the, you were slow. I was slow, Which yeah. Is... I was really slow coming out. Um, and then, yeah, so I settled in for the first few days. And then it took me about, I don't know, I'd say a year to start walking, talking. I don't know if that's like the average amount of time it takes. I I <laughs> don't I don't. Two I, years? Is it two, two years? Two okay, yeah. My bad. I'd be my bad. My bad. Two years. Um, and then my childhood has. I just like my memory of my childhood is just like momentary flashes of very specific events. So I remember one time I was in Disney World and I was bawling my eyes out because Goofy the dog like this guy that was dressed as Goofy came up to me and held his hand out i think it was for a high five and i just started crying um (laughs) 
Oh, I also red reaction does. Oh, I also. It's a man in a fairy costume. So, you know, true. You can't trust those people. Like you were, you had the right instincts. I also remember in kindergarten, um, oh, my sister put nail polish and lip gloss on me and she said it would be a fun experience. And I got bullied to shit that day in kindergarten. <laughs> um, yeah, so my year has kind of progressed like that. I remember very distinctly my parents telling me that was a little, I was really fat when I was like between the ages of two to four. And then gradually I just became more and more and more like skin and bones like i am now um i don't know do you want to know anything specific about my childhood like this feels nah, like a let's very just skip long forward rant. to your middle school years no, how, no actually what, what happened what was like a traumatic experience in your elementary or like what was the most fun let's do fun first and then and then we'll take it to traumatic how about that okay cool that sounds a lot more organized um so my okay i guess my best memory would probably have to be Mm. Ooh, okay, so I don't know how many of you guys are aware of iSelp, but basically in grade uh, in grade five, I was told I was part of that, and I thought I was, like, really, like, smart or whatever, right? Because I was an arrogant fifth grader, so, like, that was probably the best time of my life, especially because it meant that I was better than my classmates, who I all hated at the time, except for Curtis, and, like... <laughs> So, like, it proved that I mean, I was, including Curtis. It, it, true, including <laughs> Curtis. I mean, Curtis was also myself, but, like, it proved that I was better than most people. And, like, my my valiant ego just, could, like, loved that, of every moment of that. I'd say my most traumatic experience, um, probably it comes... Ooh, there's a lot, actually. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say two. So, the first one is, um, as we all do... I had a crush throughout elementary school. It remained the same person, this girl named Natalia. Um, and then in fifth grade, I had... to add something to the list. Okay, I actually hate this guy. Um, in fifth grade, I, um, <laughs> I, con- I told, I confided with one of my friends named Sahil. He's a mutual friend of like Curtis and I's, I think. And I, re- I just distinctly remember him literally getting up the next minute and going to the nearest group of be- uh, the nearest group of people, which included Natalia's best friend and be like, haha, Victor loves you, loves Natalia. <laughs> and like, then my life was just over from then point on. Um, and my second <laughs> most traumatic event was, so how valedictorian worked in elementary school was that our class teacher would pick a group of five students and that those five students would compose the speech of the valedictorian and she would pick one student to once stu- oh wait actually that reminds me of something else okay yeah but like she would think of what pick one student to actually say the speech as the class valedictorian so i was part of the group and i was chosen to actually be the class valedictorian and i remember a lot of, uh, and that was the time when I just got completely clowned by everyone else because I was a teacher's pet. And holy, like, (laughs) it was just straight up torture. But then, like, that led to another event where basically this girl was, like, I think showing baby pictures to everyone. And I said, oh, that's really cute. And everyone thought I was talking about it in a romantic sense. And it was a picture of her when she was two years old. So they called you into the mold now. Yeah, they make the same jokes now. 
<laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> but yeah, that was my elementary experience. Alright, so it seems like you had an amazing time in elementary school. Like you really went around, mingled with the students. How did this change in middle school? Like, were you happier or were you sadder? Um, so I actually didn't think that things. I, I actually didn't think that think that things could get worse in middle school. But um, okay, so basically, in sixth grade, I. Um, okay, so when I joined middle school. The first thing I realized was that everyone there was white. And I noticed that really distinctly because like, I went to Mansour College, right? Which is probably the whitest private school in middle, Mississauga there is, except for Appleby. And like, so like everyone there was white. Everyone there was like really westernized. But at first I really loved it because I thought that meant I was with the cool kids. But then I realized that the cool kids weren't with me as in like they literally wanted nothing to do with me, which I found, which I find really funny now. Um, <laughs> okay. Curtis was there with me too, so he was uh, like we start. We both started out as the outcasts, but then Curtis knows how to play soccer, so he eventually became honorary white with them. And I just kind of stuck in my, uh, I was kind of just remained an outcast. But um, yeah, no, middle school was a great time for me. Why? Um, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want to know anything specifically? Do you, do you, what's a what's a high? What's high. a high in middle school? Yeah, what's the best moment in mentor college? Oh, um, I went to... Okay, so in 8th grade for our grad trip, we went to New York City, I think. Um, and I uh, I was in a room with four other Asians who are also outcasts, right? So we were kind of like the cool kids squad, if you know what I mean. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but You're right there. It wasn't that bad because um, we would kind of stick to our own, and then we uh, and like we were like everyone was rich there, right? So like naturally the outcasts were also rich, so we would just get a bunch of candy, and then we would stay up late just watching Family Guy reruns, and um. Oh, that sounds cute. That's yeah, cute. yeah. It was actually wasn't that bad, but um, yeah, I'd say like overall my middle like, I realize now that my middle school experience wasn't really the best, but like honestly. It, it could have been worse, I think. It could have been worse. So it sounds like you came from a stacked family and things went up from high school. So you want to expand well, actually, before, on your high school we, experience? Like, before we go to stock, high school. Like, would you buy your life? Like, if, if your life experience was like how happy you were, would you buy yourself at middle school? Because that's buying the dip, right? Buying the dip. I would buy myself at... I would say seventh grade because I think that was like the time like right when it was at its lowest, like the dip was at its lowest because I remember I was getting like pretty shit marks in in school and also no one liked me. And that was like before I actually found the other group of outcasts too. So like I would buy the dip there and then in grade eight, my marks improved to 90s. Um, I actually found Ooh. friends, which was fucking surprising. Uh, oh, sorry, that was my bad. Uh, just bleep that out, Ryan. Um, and then <laughs> we won't. <laughs> okay, true or not or not. Um, and then gradually in high school, it just got exponentially better. I think. Um. So overall, how would you rate your middle school experience? Like, out of like ten being like 
like nothing went wrong like like a disney middle school experience and one being like you were literally tortured like 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 it was like like, like going camp. through Willy Wonka but not as the little kid oh, not, sorry, not really, as the I, tommy or i really trash talk my middle school experience a lot and i know like this entire podcast so far has sounded pretty depressing but um honestly like given the fact that i did go to a private school and given the fact that like it wasn't the worst like I wasn't like stabbed or anything. Like I would say, like I would honestly give it like a five out of ten. Like honestly, the way the way wait, wait, then what do you give your uh, elementary school? Six out of ten. It was slightly better. Like I just remember but, the negative aspects of it because those are the ones that stand out the most. How about the high school? High school is a give solid that? nine out of ten. Honestly, like high school's been Damn, great. You really love the people at Woodland. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't, though? So, how was your experience at high school? Because it seems like you loved every second. Okay, so, like, from like, high school, was... when I went into when I went into class in grade 9, the first thing I recognized was that everyone was, like, awkward little, awkward little fucks like me, for the most part. Like, and, like, I, okay, so, like, it felt immediately more comforting to me knowing that like everyone had the same like insecurity as i did is and they were all just uncool objectively so then like um including especially will who just like who's just like really weird guy i met at my bus stop right and like he kept asking me about reddit karma and like i i i wanted nothing to do with you until you peered over my shoulder on one day on the bus stop and you asked me hey how much karma do you have i like to say that i am not the redditor that comments but that is in fact victor but yeah, yeah I, I think I, what i recall was that victor was a pretty big redditor like are oh you yeah still i was really now? obsessed with reddit in grade eight like i bought into this fact that like redditors were like better and they were there was we were just hive mind that could like and that that was just objectively more superior and like more, um, I don't know what the, what's the word I'm looking for. More um high class, I guess. Um, that's also the bourgeoisie of the human race. Yeah, the bourgeoisie of the human race, sure. Um, but yeah, like high school for me was pretty good. I don't remember how I met you, Ryan. Um, oh, I remember. Okay, so I joined debate club, and like at the very start of grade nine and i remember i was in a the same room as ryan and yifei and i remember distinctly remember after i gave my speech ryan and yifei spent the next like 30 minutes just laughing at me and like <laughs> and like just pointing and laughing at me deliberately and that's what that's when i realized like damn okay I, I i need to get to know this guy like this guy is my kind of person but yeah damn so it sounds like you were into me like after I started humiliating you. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like so a common well. theme. Like all, all of these stories we've been giving us, it's about humiliation. So I don't know. Like it's maybe maybe something you enjoy. Like just putting that out there. What are you saying I have a humiliation fetish? Oh yeah, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't bringing that up explicitly, but I guess since that's on your mind all the time, like you obviously know what it is. Alright. But cool. when I first met Victor. He seemed like a very incompetent guy. Like, I don't even remember what the debate motion was. It was probably something about, like, do you prefer It was Tiger dogs? parenting. It was Tiger parenting. Yeah, and then I think Victor went up, and then he, like, stuttered 
for like a good 20 seconds like said something about like i hate my mom or some shit and then he sat back down so like to be honest it was kind of funny and i don't know like i don't condone bullying but like that might be a situation where it would be possible no i'm just kidding like this is all like i think that victor tried his best and at the end of the day like he improved like, and that was what made him special and that's why i am attracted to him Oh yeah, do we want to take this as an opportunity to segue into debate, or do we want to learn more about... Let's learn more about you, okay. Let's learn a bit more. Actually, let, let, okay, so was that the height of grade 9? Nothing else happened in 9? Oh, okay, so I I guess, like... Alright, so... I, oh, a, a grade oh, 9 was characterized by a... For me, at least, by a certain crush, okay? So, how this crush started was, like, very, like, fucking stupid, okay? So, basically, like... After getting to know Will for like a, the other three days, I think we both realized that we were systematically both stupid. So we just like kind of bonded <laughs> with each other based on how stupid we all both were. But in anyway, like we were walking home from the bus stop, and um, Will asks out of the blue, very out of the blue, like which is qu- quite a surprise. Hey Victor, who do you like? Okay, now at the time, I didn't like anyone at Woodlands at all. Okay, um, like at all so i tell him i don't like anyone will and instead of respecting my wishes and shutting the fuck up this like <laughs> this guy just starts going on a tangent about how i could trust him and he says victor i know you like someone you better tell me okay so yeah to get him off my back i think of the first like asian girl i can think of who is should i, should I you don't have to say it i don't you have don't to say, have to say it. it okay yeah you don't have to say I, I think of the first asian girl i think of okay and it, her name was Sally, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go with Sally. Okay. So then, and then, and then I tell, tell him, okay, well, I like Sally. Okay. And then, and then, like overnight, I actually think about it. I think about what would it, what it would be like, like dating someone. And it, like because I thought of Sally first, like I thought of it in that context, and then it kind of actually blossomed into a crush, and that pisses me off to this day. But okay. Yeah. Okay. If if I may interject just a little bit, you make me sound like a master manipulatist. That will like, no, oh, okay. Victor, yeah, you can fine. trust me, and I'm like twiddling my fingers. Okay, fine. That was no. just hyperbole to make the story more entertaining. <laughs> but like, okay, really, like I just gave in to Will and just told him some random uh, girl, so like he wouldn't uh, think I'm hiding anything from him, or like he would get off my back essentially. It wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't was, as serious. Yeah, I just wanted to. I was like, stop capping, bro. And yeah, he's like, okay, yeah. okay, fine. Um, Damn. But yeah, and then the next six months was characterized as me trying to get closer to her and me giving daily up- updates to will as to how close i am to her <laughs> um and until finally big downfall happened when harrison yang found out and then everything just spiraled from there and i didn't talk to her for a solid three months until grade 10 damn but yeah that's uh that is how i characterize my grade nine year that's but overall, it's grade nine year nine because it's not, that doesn't sound like a nine to me. Um, no, I would say my grade nine year was still a solid like five, five point five, and then it gradually really worse than elementary. Yeah, honestly, like, mm, okay, maybe, no, did maybe not a, maybe me say, light up your life. Maybe, maybe no, it actually worsened it. But I would say like, <laughs> I would say a six, and like it exponentially increased in like late grade ten and early grade eleven. I would say. Oh, you know what happened at the beginning of grade 11, Victor? Do you want to talk about that? I don't want to talk. 
Wait, which one is that? Which is... I, I, I'm juggling all the consequences in my head if I mention anything about that. Wait, is it that okay. thing? Okay, yeah. So do you want to talk about, I think, the transition between grade 10 and grade 11? Yes, I would like when... to talk about that instead of the other thing you were referring to. Yeah, so you started volunteering with me, and I think that's why your life like, went on, on, like, if it was a stock, like, it grew exponentially there. Because you spent so much time with me. Oh, yeah, like, so, um, I, uh, yeah so I volunteered at Credit Valley Hospital with um, Ryan Hu over the summer. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie, like, I hated that experience, especially when I was in a <laughs> shift with Ryan, but hey, like, we do what we do. How was your, your experience with Credit Valley Hospital, Ryan? I don't know, I met some very interesting people, like, it was very entertaining, like, I felt like, they got too many volunteers, so like, there's nothing to do, especially at the time slot that we had. It was like at night. Oh, you were in the afternoon. No, but sometimes I was but, in the evening to make up for my shifts. Yeah, but like I thought that like we got to know each other pretty well. Like, since there's nothing to do, like we would often just do sit there and do nothing, talk for like an hour. Yeah, that was actually yeah, it was nice. a very good experience. Yeah, and I, I feel like Victor got to bond with like a lot of people which is something he was previously lacking and i think that's why like he became happier is that true victor i want to say it's because of credit valley hospital um but i would say that i got a lot more confident at the end of grade 10 so i think that's largely why i was able to bond with more people at credit valley hospital but also that's why i was able to like well in my humble opinion at least become more well known in grade 11 and actually like be friends with more people i guess yeah. And how was grade eleven? How how has the pandemic shaped your life? Because you only experienced half of grade eleven. So the first half of grade eleven actually went surprisingly well. Like I got to know a lot more people than I did in grade ten. And also, like the best part about grade eleven was that like I kind of shifted from a really edgy grade ten person to like someone that's actually some somewhat, in my opinion, at least respectable. Like, not to Will, obviously, because, like, when I'm talking to Will, I talk in a very different tone than I talk to normal people, but, um... Nice to know where you value me. Yeah, I don't know. I know you value me the same way, Will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I became a lot... Oh, Hide, you okay? Yeah. yeah oh, for all our viewers listening, Ryan just committed a... I don't know what Ryan just did, but Ryan did something Ryan stupid. just fell off his chair. All right, yeah, he's We have our cams on right now. Um, but yeah, I forgot what I was saying. I've lost my train of thought, but yeah. Um, no, second, uh, you became less edgy and oh, yeah. you're like pretty happy with yourself. Yeah, I found the balance between confidence and the line. I would say I found out where the line was in grade 10. All right, late grade Wait, what 10. What was the line? You want to tell us? Um, just be, don't be an asshole, to be honest. Like, be respectable, right? Like, I feel like every yeah. grade, every grade 9 guy especially goes through that phase where they try a lot to be a dick because they think it's quirky and i think no i was just sad man okay except for will because he was just depressed over something like something else (laughs) i'm not depressed Um, it's a joke he's still depressed now i'm not sad i'm I'm happy he's happy now i don't holy dude he's happy now he gives me some messages like i put stickers on fruits just to feel something on the inside you know (laughs) Like, I'm so done with my life that, like, I sit there in empty silence, and sometimes I'm concerned. And then, next, 
Like I don't know. Do you I feel that express way sometimes? How, how I cannot express how I am not depressed. Okay. Holy crap! It's and just we are, I look. We are we are proud of Will's journey to where he is now. I just look but like, to be fair, denial is also a big symptom face. of depression. Oh, funny story right? though. At the end of grade nine, when I was going to square one with a couple of other people. I remember when we were walking past the library school library window. We looked to our right, and it's just Will sitting on the armchair with the most dead expression we've ever seen. Like it looked like the uh, the one thousand mile stare that you see from combat veterans. Like, he was just there like, uh, okay, I can't actually make the expression because this is a podcast. But um, I remember, like, all of us were just crowding on the window and, like, literally in right in front of him, laughing at him. Like, he was on the inside looking at the window and we were just sitting, like, crowding around there laughing at him. Like, look at this guy. He looks so fucking sad, bro. And, like, and I remember he, him just still sitting there with the same expression. Bro. Not, not talking, not saying anything. I swear I just disso- I dissociate sometimes, man. Yeah, just I casually, sad, casually dissociate, bro. Like, no biggie, no biggie. No big, yeah, it, it was a real... I'm gonna dissociate from life right now. <laughs> I'm gonna short my fast. own song. I'm gonna short myself. No, but that's just my neutral face. I am not sad. I just look sad perpetually, and it's not a choice. I am fairly happy with my life. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you said you were fairly happy with your life. Okay, sorry. Anyway, um... Uh, okay, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about about my high school experience? Uh, how about, how about your life? What's your favorite dream that you've had? Like, just you personally? I'm sure we can go with that too. Me personally? Um, yeah. Ooh. I honestly, honestly don't remember my dreams all that well. Uh, I remember I had this, like, really sick-ass dream where I actually started lucid dreaming. And, like, I tested that out by turning the moon into a square. But then, like, I don't remember what happened. I think um, I turned a bunch of other buildings into different shapes, too. Because I wanted to, like, test it out further before I began to actually, like, do shit I wanted. And then I woke up. And then I just, I just wailed in depression for the rest of the day. Um, Cause you it sounds like a toddler. You just want to play with like those wooden blocks. <laughs> I played with shapes instead of like living out my best life. But you know what? That's okay. Um, Get your priorities set, bro. True, true. Um, I, yeah, that's basically it. That was my memorable dream. Everything else, I don't really remember. Well, okay, so overall, when you grew up. Let's go with your future. My future? Are you are you positive about your future right now? Like, if your future was a stock, would you buy it right now? I think I had a lot. I had really high expectations for me, and I, um, like in especially in grade nine and ten. But like looking now, like I think why well, won't reach those? Ex- I may not reach those ex- expectations. I feel like. I'm still able to live a pretty decent life. Like, I still think, like, if I was to continue the same path I am now in terms of my work ethic, in terms of my independence, in terms of my whatever, like, I think I'll still be able to lead a pretty decent decent life for myself. Obviously, with improvements, that would probably be better. But, yeah, I'd say I'd buy into my stock. Okay. And what do you want to become when you grow up? Like, what career path? Entertainer? So my safe career path is to go to law school and then work as a corporate lawyer for some big firm and defend against uh, their abuses of human rights as you would do as a lawyer. Um, 
But my, I guess, like, along the way, if I'm given the opportunity, because this type of career is kind of like a, um, you have to be at the right place at the right time for it. Like, I might go into politics, because, like, being a member of parliament seems kind of fun, not gonna lie. Um, yeah. That's basically it. That sounds pretty ambitious. I can't wait to vote in my new MPP or MP, Victor Chow. You know? True. Like, oh, I, I feel like gonna... you're a very nice man with very big ideas, very important ideas, might I add. Oh, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I was watching a, a, a parliament session when I was in Ottawa for Forum, and I remember distinctly remember Justin Trudeau getting up to speak and then someone else shouting at him from across the room, I hate your mustache. And it, like, uh, like a few, um, an hour later, someone else shat- shouted, Fidel Castro's communist son. And then everyone just started bursting out laughing. And I just remember, like, you know what, that's, that's why I want to be a member of parliament. <laughs> you want to clown Justin Trudeau? <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds like a blast to me, I'm not gonna lie. That sounds like how you treat debate sometimes. True. Okay, you can't say me. Vine, do you remember Iroquois Ridge when um at our last round it was the, we were up against this other team of like I think they were novices to be honest and they start and like they made grammatical mistakes and they were like stuttering every now and then and me and you were just laughing at their face directly. Hey, let's let's not. Let's I can't not. say I remember. This seems like not a, a modified memory. No, I know. Uh, this is segueing into okay. So I met those same people at forum, and I was talking to them, and they were like, "Yeah, you guys were the biggest assholes we've seen in that entire tournament." <laughs> so I just you deserved it. Funny. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You're still laughing now. It's okay. I. It's fine. It's fine. One more. I'm friends with them. Okay, do you want to talk about something not a something that isn't related to your life? Do you want to talk about the biggest thing on your mind right now? What is it? GME. Okay, so here's the deal, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! Stop. Hedge. Okay, hedge funds have millions of dollars in shares and share uh, short uh, short positions. I think it's billions. It's yeah. They have is it billions? Over the okay. Cap. No. It's. Yeah, they have over-the-market cap and short positions for GME, right? And this is how the whole thing started, right? When they realized this. And, but however, I think the float for GME is like something like 14, 15 million shares. Do you know what the float is? It's the amount of stocks available in the market, essentially, right? So like, basically, what that means is, so I got this all from Wall Street Bet. Okay, so maybe my financial knowledge isn't the best. But basically what this means is that if they reach a margin price, a margin, I forgot what it was called. I think it was a margin price on like their shorts positions, then they're going to be forced to cover. So basically, if they reach, if we reach a high enough price on that stock, then because there's not enough stock uh, shares and float for them to cover, uh, they would have to essentially buy up all available stocks using as uh, like whatever money they have left. And that essentially creates this short squeeze that we're talking about. And that basically means that anyone that has a long position on GME basically gets uber rich. So, how rich are you talking about? Like, like if rich I have 10 as in, bucks and I invest okay. So, like, do I become Jeff Bezos? Like, is that so? What you there's mean this by Reddit rich? user named Usash Deep Fucking Value, and he invests fifty thousand dollars in GME on September 2019, and it was at like two dollars a share or something, right? 
And right now, as we speak, he's currently worth $33 million. So that's the level of rich that I'm talking about. And the short no, squeeze like, hasn't it seems even like happened anyone, The way you're describing it, GME, like anyone could, could have been uber rich, but this guy was like two years ahead of the curve. No, even now you can still be uber rich. Like I, um, I want my mom to invest 20 shares on Friday and in 10 minutes we made $80 and then my mom pulled out because she was scared. Which is fair enough, because it's a really artificial slot. But, like, if you play your cards right, and if you play it at the right time, like, you can be really rich from this. What is your investing advice to anyone listening right now? All in. Hear this all, in like and all in. All in. And if you sell, you're a coward. I have another right. choice word, but I'm not going to use it, because this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> No, no, he won't. No, he won't. Don't, don't let him bait you. <laughs> he doesn't edit this podcast. Yeah, Besides muffling, like back. <laughs> all you, all you do is oh, you put the tracks together. When you listen to you put the tracks episodes. together, and then you muffle the background noise, and then sometimes you forget to add your own voice, so it's just me talking, <laughs> like have schizophrenia. Like, come on, man. <laughs> uh, holy shit! I do all the editing. For this podcast and this guy, like I can, I, I can literally edit the conversation so it sounds like you're like, you have like a mental disorder. Like I can make it sound like you have like an IQ in the single digits, but I choose not to because I, I'm a, a good friend, you know. Okay, is there any fi- is there any final remarks or final questions? Because I'm gonna have to dip soon. Um. Yeah, I have a, I actually have a question that's been on my mind. Yeah. Who do you like? Um, <laughs> no one. I like I like Ryan. I, come on, don't don't lie to me. <laughs> I okay. So after after what happened in quarantine, if you if the viewers don't know, uh, then you don't need to know. After what happened in quarantine, I um, you know, I realized that it's better for me to remain a bachelor until university. Bachelor, I mean, I'll fancy it out term. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't like anyone? That's I know you're lying. That literally me. just means <laughs> I don't. Like you sure? Anyone. Do we just sit on an electrical box and talk about like it again? <laughs> I don't like it. Yo, we're like therapy. Like, you can come on anytime. <laughs> I'm sure the viewers love you, Victor. You're literally the like only it. reason why we did this. I'm like not going to tell. Bro. I'm not. I'm, even if I like someone, I'm not going to tell it to a podcast that's listened to by like uh, like five or six people. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. we have like, like a. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, that's not the move, bro. That's not the move. Okay, do you want to just give us the letter? Like, what, what does this person... I don't le- like... Oh, does it rhyme with... Whole- Yo, this is, this is exactly what's happening in year nine all over again. I that's the like joke, dude. That's whole- the joke. <sighs> I know. Don't let you explain the joke. I hate you all. I hate you all. I hate this podcast. I hate Will. I hate Ryan. They're all bad people. What happened to loving us? Didn't we... Do you think you're a good person, Victor? What? Do I think I'm a good person? Do you think no. you're a good person? No, I don't think Why any not? of us are good people. What, what have you done? I don't think any of us are oh, good Oh yeah, people. you tried... I remember when we went to that shawarma place. And then you found oh. some kids for mentor. And oh, then they like... Yeah. You pissed them off or some shit. I forgot. Okay, literally what happened was... We were getting up to leave and Ryan said some stupid shit like he always says. And I said, shut the fuck up, Ryan. And then... And like as a joke. That wasn't right? me. Yeah, I think you said that to someone it's a Chris, else. It's Chris. No, 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 no. And then, no, it was right. I specifically remember it, me saying it to Ryan. And then like, 
the a bunch of these white kids that were from my school that I like saw me in middle school in the hallways or whatever were like, "Hey, Victor, that's not very nice. You shouldn't say that to your friends." And I, I knew who they were, but I honestly didn't care. So I said, "Okay, who the fuck are you?" Right? And they just got up from their chairs very angrily, and they were like, "What did you say?" And it, like, Chris uh, bolted out the door. Like he just ran out the door, which is actually kind of funny to me. Um, but it, like. Okay, I did. I knew that like my dignity was on the line here. Like even if I got stabbed that day, as long as I didn't run, like I would be fine. So I just walked out the door with Ryan as they were glaring at me. And like when we were halfway back to school, like a car sped past us and they chucked a water bottle like full force at Chris's face, which is kind of funny. And yeah, that's basically the end of that encounter. Damn! It seems like you prioritized. Your dignity over the safety of others, <laughs> which is nice to know. Why do you let him dig these holes, bro? <laughs> it's like you want to be called a bad person. This is literally a flaming podcast. No, right? it's oh, the, what are you? All right, thank you, Victor, for coming on our podcast. You want, you want to take us out, Will? Will, take us out. Take us out. Thank you to our sponsors, whoever they are. I, even though I know there's no sponsors, we do. We have one of our sponsors. You is would a... have four cents in your bank account. You would have four cents. We would have made four cents. Yeah, you would have made more money. I'm going to cry. Like, this is uh, like investing in GME, but like you actually make more money. Goodbye, everyone. I hate you all. Alright, so I am lagging, so I can't tell if anyone else is talking. But I'm going to close us out. You want to take us out? Will? Oh, yes. Alright, I'm lagging. Alright, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Just Don't Think Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that special episode with Victor, sorry, Dr. Chow. As a result, I hope you guys check out our other episodes and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash just don't think. That's patreon.com slash D-O-N-T-T-H-I-N-K. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. I hate you all. I hate you all.